Welcome to episode 408 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. His hair is down, but that hat is on. It's Russell John, the Fisher Man. Yeah, I cut my hair, so I'm letting it ride. It was too long. You don't understand. You don't understand what it's like. Yeah, normally my hair goes down right above, uh, right to my lower back. And you can't do shit with it. To your uh, tattoo that you have down there. Yeah, right to my tram stamp, That's my right. Overlook Hour logo. Which we'll reveal on episode <laughs> 508. Stay tuned. No, but dude, you get into a car, shut the door, it gets caught in there. If you, you can't put it down and the car window's open, it will instantly suck to that. Yeah, it. you can't do shit with it. Also, it was getting thin at the bottom, and Oksana kept making fun of me about it. So I was like, dude, just fucking cut it off. Just getting thin at the bottom? So I'm rocking like your butt? shoulder length. I wish any part of my body was thin. <laughs> That's the goal. That's why I'm calorie counting now. I have two thin parts of my body, and I wish they were both not thin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I envy those. You envy a thin <laughs> penis? Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about something else. And a thin butt. Okay. No, you don't envy the thin Thin and butt. flat are different. Thin penis, flat butt. Okay. There you go. They are, but they're in the same neighborhood. I get it. They're both disappointing. Also but joining you- us, thin, <laughs> flat, and disappointing is Randy Michael Stad. That's me. What's up? <laughs> All right, Randy, complain about your body. I'm not going to complain because, uh, I don't know, if if you look at me and I were to complain, it would be, uh, most people would consider it rude or tell me that I have nothing to complain about. So trying to have some perspective, you know what I'm saying? See, look at this. Always the diplomat, Randy Michael Stat. <laughs> Is the lighting got, okay for you, Roger Deakins? I got a little bit here. of a gut sometimes, but uh, I, I, sh- I could just stop drinking um, alcoholic beverages with calories. Yeah, you're right. Shut the fuck up. That's you right. You're an gut. old booze bag now. <laughs> you're a booze That's bag, but you don't have a goddamn gut. Also, I apologize for dealing with the light, but it started pouring as we just started recording, and it's gotten a lot darker in here. So I'll probably turn Hell on the yeah. light. We need to see each other. I know it's always dark in here because you're wearing sunglasses, but. Well, then in my future <laughs> is so bright. Also joining us is Oksana Valerian of Osachi. Oksana. Hello. How are things today? Um, not bad. They got significantly worse when I took a sip of this coffee I was complaining about because for some reason, Russell decided to brew some hazelnut bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That, Pretty which gross. I'm not a fan of. It really is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, so you don't be- have to get into why you have. It. <laughs> Are you sure? Because I know the story. It's really interesting. I know the story. So we've been playing D and D at our house. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, one of our buddies. Let me tell you something. If you knock on the door, I'm going to answer it because I will go in on this guy. It's fine. He's a nice guy. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> He's a, a vet. So respect the people who protect our country. Or protect our animals. Which one? <laughs> and he was like, hey, you guys got a coffee machine. I'll bring over some coffee. Who the fuck brings over Hawaiian vanilla hazelnut? It is fragrant. It is. It's and that's gross. All, and that's all he drinks. So what He's I, in that kitchen four times. <laughs> I know. With and the coffee. Do you want to know what the worst thing is? He was like, oh, don't worry. I'll get it. I'll get it. And he's trying to be nice. And I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't have OCD, but I got some issue. I got something mental going on. And I'm like, don't do it. You're going to fuck everything up in the kitchen. He did. I went in there and I was like, how are there coffee grounds all over the goddamn <laughs> counter? It's not hard. 
I don't. I don't know. So today, because I, he's always jacked on caffeine, so I'm, he's shaking. We're on. <laughs> we're on uh, pot two today, and I was like, man, I don't want to keep burning through our our good shit, which is Kirkland brand. Yeah, but it's <laughs> good shit. You know why I buy it? Because you get three pounds for like eleven dollars, well, and it's good. And there's a backup one. Why wouldn't you use the good coffee? Yeah, the good Kirkland coffee and the good Kirkland vodka. See, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want everyone to know that despite our successes. <laughs> As a podcast team and also as award-winning actors, we don't let that get to our head, nor do we start going doing fancy shit. You know, I know that a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, commentary on the comedy scene today. Oh my God. About comedians, you know, they, you know, you know wearing their Rolex, Rolexes, <laughs> Robloxes, driving around in their Robloxes. Um, we don't do that here. Yeah, we no, stay no. humble. The good shit is Kirkland. We stay real fucking humble. That's right. Um, except that we can't speak for everybody. And our brand, you know, the Overlook Theater, it's really an umbrella for a lot of little projects. It used to be a blog. It's kind of embarrassing. We don't talk about it anymore. And then yeah, we, we really fucking like we started the podcast and it kind of like took over. But then we started we were like, you know, our good friend and longtime cohort, uh, Terrell Trotty, kept writing Blu-ray Tuesday for that damn blog. And I was like, dude, we got to move it on to a new medium. And we started doing YouTube. And uh, although we stay humble, Terrell doesn't, as he will be doing a live podcast recording at the Roxy with Peaches Christ. So while we're go. here humble in a bedroom, <laughs> he'll be on the Roxy stage live with a international drag celebrity. Talking about Fright Night, one of my favorite movies. I couldn't be more angry and send more curses his way. Also, uh, when is that show? Because we should plug it. It's I, March 27th. 27th. It's the day after the film fest. So if you're flying out here for UF 666, stay an extra day and go see Terrell on stage. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to say. He's left us in the dirt. I mean, Thanks, Terrell. Come in costume, yeah. Dressed oh. as a vampire. I'm, I'm What's tr- he going to wear? I'm trying. Terrell's like, I'm already nervous. I don't need to be in costume. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> if you show up in costume, it disarms everything. He has You'll have to be in costume. I'm, so I'm working on it. I'm trying to get Terrell, him. Terrell, hey, there's no other option. Let's workshop. What, what should Terrell be? What's a good like female vampire? So he could show up. Wait, in, what's the theme? The theme is vampire. Fright Night. It's oh, Fright it's Night. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And it's, it's the good Fright Night. It's a great movie. Yeah, Tom Holland. We have a signed laser disc right there on the wall. Why don't you show up as Jerry Dandridge? That would be... Oh, okay. I'd see... I instantly went, he should be a female vampire. Because his drag is so much fun. Why don't you show up as uh, Roddy McDowell? He should show up as Buffy. All right, I'm going to pitch that. Terrell, I know you're listening. We'll find you a leather jacket, a blonde wig. You love Buffy. And you'll be the slayer. They're just, dude, I nope. just, the pitch is coming together. Terrell, you're showing up as Candyman. <laughs> you're like, oh, I misread Fucking that. Tony Todd style. That would be good, too. Tr- trench coat, hook, bees. What else do you need? Uh, okay. And uh, if you have suggestions, go ahead and email them at uh, overlookhour at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yeah. Got it. Okay. I nail it all the time. <laughs> Let's you get that shit straight. You don't think somebody could pull off a drag candy man? Well, make, it's drag now. You can make it drag. There's it's uh there's problems. You could do it. Um, if you were a very feminine female, I think it would be a feminine female. 
a feminine female. <laughs> and then you pulled off a Candyman, came in with a bald wig. Dude, that'd be good on stilts. <laughs> oh. Look out of some graffiti mouth. That'd be terrifying. Dude, stilts would be tight. They look like stop motion. Yeah. So again, I, I, you know, jokes aside, he is really doing that live recording. So go out there and support. Uh, we'll be there to throw cabbage. Is that what they did in the medieval times? <laughs> Tomatoes. Uh, cabbage too, I think. Any no. rotten, gross fruit. The tickets are already it's on tomatoes. The All right, I'm googling it because our producers don't have a good fact. Yeah, throw cabbage. Did cabbage is big? Did hecklers? They threw throw tomatoes. Fozzie Bear on stage, bro. Did people really throw vegetables at bad vaudeville acts? The go-to thought is tomatoes, not cabbages. Eggs, lettuce. What are you naming my breakfast? <laughs> what are we doing? That is not your breakfast. I wish it was. No, yeah, it's not. Actually, that's not true, dude. I, I'm on like an eggless diet now, dude. Shit. Why? It's because, let me tell you something, my BMs, they are ripping and rolling, dude. No eggs in, in the diet. It's been pretty good. Also, Randy, when you wake up, do you immediately have to shit? Not usually, no. Yeah, I do. Every day of my life. <laughs> so I'm probably referring to the film Gangs of New York, where they do this, because the audience was too poor to afford fruit. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what a producer does, damn See, it. Who's the heck now? You're pulling from Scorsese. I ain't <laughs> even seen that movie. Oh, uh, you mean The Godfather of Cinema? Yeah, dude. Who would you rather? Michael Bay? Is that more your alley? Fucking cool guy? You know it's my alley. <laughs> My Nightmare Alley. <laughs> I got a theme for Nightmare Alley. You, you need your instincts. Stay I need I, what I had got Bernard Herman. It'd be <laughs> actually what you have pulled. I don't think. Oh, I for did. Psycho Magic. God. Yeah, but I don't have it isolated. See, man, you just we'll switch. You could do the soundboard. I need you. And the show will be a bunch of fart noises for <laughs> two hours. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um. Uh, did I have anything else up top? I can't remember. What else cool happened? Nothing cool <laughs> has happened. <laughs> no baseball teams won or anything. Don't, or? Let's don't don't do not talk to me about that. Oh, it's bad. It's been a rough. It's been a rough weekend. Baby. It's been stormy on the field. Do you want to know how long that game took yesterday? What Four game? hours. Five hours and eleven minutes. What's a normal game take? Three. Really? I always do. Baseball feels like it takes 40 Maybe hours three and a half to four. They're tr so there's new rule changes in college baseball to, in order to speed up the game because games can take up, you know, up to four hours. Five hours was ridiculous yesterday. Four, I, four hours is still, it's, it's too long, man. Yeah. So they have, they, for the first time ever in baseball, there, there are timers. For what? Pitches. In between oh, pitches. I heard and, about, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Kind of speed up the game. Um, and if, and if there's a violation, uh, it's a ball or a strike, depending on, you know, which side is, uh, causing the violation, whether, whether it be the batter or the pitcher. Oh, okay. So the batter could be at fault too, doing their whole at that ritual bullshit. Correct. Okay, cool. Good. Fuck them. Yeah. Um, actually it, it, a game ended in such a violation, um, that was highly controversial. That That's how I know I'm an adult now. That's the sign. What? When I was younger, I thought the baseball at-bat ritual was highly important. 
now as a cynical, um, angry adult, I just don't have any time for it. Well, the big thing now is because they're trying to make college baseball bigger. And in order, right now, way more people watch college softball than they do college oh, baseball. Really? Not even close. Especially like in the, the College World Series. More people watch that than they do the Baseball College World Series. So they're trying to grow the brand. And the brand has slowly been growing the past few years, but they need they they you know, four hour TV games aren't doing anybody <laughs> any favors. So they're trying to speed up the game. Uh and advertisers. But in order to do it, or if they really want to, you know, speed up the games, you know, cut down on some of these advertisers, but they're never going to do that. Oh, no. Especially with college football. Money. Because yeah. now college football, they're like, oh, well, let's cut down on that. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. So that's just how it is. Why? Just trying to milk every, uh, every teat there is. Who are the big stars of softball? I don't know if there's big stars. It's just with softball. They've just played their hand right. Oh, underhand. <laughs> they've played their nice. underhand right. Yeah. It's just, um, no, it's just it's just been a good brand for a long time. Well, you know, it's a good look since they switched all the women into uh, bikini uniforms. It's really helped the brand. You know, and that was a, that was a controversial move <laughs> in 1976 when they started doing that. Yeah, but it's a business at the end of the day, and they got to make money, brother. I, just, that's what I'm going to say. Just really hurts when you're sliding home, you know. So yeah, not a good weekend. <laughs> we want to talk about it. All right. I mean, um, also, I have an amendment to make. Uh, last week, I got called out for calling a two-handed mace a mall, which technically you can make an argument, but I was looking for Morningstar. Um, again, I have uh, a, three executioners here with, ready to drop the guillotine on my neck at all times whenever I say something wrong. That's what friends do. I know. And yet it got by all of you. So... Oh, I'm sorry that the ancient <laughs> bullshit that no one gives a fuck about. Uh, clearly, it, people do care. So I apologize. Yeah, the stupid ass people that Person. listen to the show. <laughs> mm, I'm going to get on the Discord now. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. All right. Um, I, I guess we can start officially. It is uh, February 26th. It's a Sunday. David Lynch is still AWOL. And... Um, yeah, we're ready to go. Bro, that ship has sailed. <laughs> he could come back. He'll pick up the phone one week, and then he'll walk in here, and your, your jaw will drop. And the weekend work train will arrive. Hey, you know, that's the two things we're waiting for, Jesus and David Lynch, <laughs> to make their faithful <laughs> oh, return. You know, uh, before we launch into the TBR report, too, I do want to mention that on. Uh, uh, if you've noticed, this episode will be up on Tuesday as we already have a recording um, ready to go for Thursday. And uh, we got a ghost hunter on, Nick Groff. He's the guy who seems like he was the brains behind Ghost Adventures. And if you know me, I love my ghost adventures. Uh, Oksana, what episode did I do? The <laughs> what, what, <laughs> It was the Tiger King Zoo yes. Ghost Adventures recap episode. I highly recommend you check that one out again before coming into the, the Nick episode. Also, uh, we, we have to say it now because me and Clark didn't call it out then. He refers to Takashi Miike and going to watch Gozu. But I believe he was calling him Miike Takahashi. And I <laughs> was not sure who he was talking about at the time. And I uh, realized after. And I just have to call it out now because we don't during the episode. But Miike Takahashi is... 
I don't. Is that the correct? We way think to that's it? what he said, and we think it's <laughs> Takashi Miike. So, well, he did say Gozu. So I know that yeah. he did yeah. say Gozu. Well, then there we go. Yeah, then that would be it. So, um, again, feel free to correct me online if Miike Takahashi is the correct way. It's not because <laughs> me and Clark met him in person, and I. Where is that picture? Now it makes sense that. He was so furious. It's downstairs above the Blu-rays. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's got a more I prominent. Forget it's, I forget it's in new home. Well, I'm always, I'm used to seeing it right there. I know. So I put up uh, behind me now instead of uh, Mike Takahashi. Yeah, it's not as much fun for me to look at now. Uh, why? It's lo- everything you love. I like the audition. This is too, it's too real. When I think of Clark and I think of our, I think of Larry Elmore, who was really one of the uh, pioneers of D&D art early in the day. He also, um. Uh, painted these two beautiful pictures. These are lithographs. Somebody's being hung right here. That's a dragon. Oh. It, it is a, a group of adventurers killing a baby dragon. Also, oh, so they're about to dress the dragon? <laughs> they're about to dress. <laughs> they're no, about to dress that dragon? Here's the thing. That would be a cute like hunting metaphor, maybe. Yeah. Except that dragons are sentient, and this one had a little chest full of treasure, oh. which they are stealing. So really, it's a moral quandary that I'm calling up here, where it's like, you know, hunting is one thing, but that. Dude- but but but, this is a time where utility is everything. <laughs> everything has to be utilized, right? Yeah. So how is dragon meat? Hmm. Probably tastes like chicken. You think? I would imagine, or it could be gamey like human. I don't know. See, meat. I don't know. Dragons, you know, they're out there tussling. They're out there breathing <laughs> fire. I don't know. I'm I'm imagining a tough meat. Yeah, I mean. If if you want to talk about the logistics of a D and D group and how they're really a uh, private LLC, what would you classify? Shut up, Randy. <laughs> what would, is it? Is a, is a dragon a a mammal? A reptile? 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 I would, I would refer to them as a lizard king, a tyrant. It's definitely lizard adjacent. Well, they are small scale dictators. I would say dragons are the uh, Kim Jong Un of the medieval era. Oh. Where they oppress their surroundings and often uh, the locals are starved and paying taxes. And all the meanwhile, there's a fat, bulbous lizard laying on a pile of gold. What's the deal with dragons and gold? What's that? Um, Well, okay. If you actually would like to know. In 45 seconds. uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm out. (laughs) He started it? Here's the thing. Tolkien used uh, dragons as a metaphor for uh, hoarding wealth. Like the rich, oh, to no the, the to no end, because mm. dragons hoard it and they loot it, but they just lay on it. So they're ultimately like rich who do nothing with their money. See, wow. look, it's very highbrow shit. This, this sounds anti-Semitic. <laughs> if I'm honest, oh, he had a, he had a an avenue for the Jews, but that's for next <laughs> week. <laughs> also, I, tre- what I missed my opportunity, but I thought you were talking about Jim Morrison for a second. <laughs> you said the lizard king. Oh, okay. God Randy, but that was two exits back. <laughs> Where's my cabbage? I'm gonna throw it at you in Atlanta. <laughs> All right. Well, Fucking cabbage. Again, what what episode is this? 408. Do I say that it's in the It's gonna time be great. Thing? It's February 26th, Sunday, uh 2 p.m. It's raining. The Bay Area is beautiful. And uh we got a segment that I actually have an audio cue for. Here we go. The TBR Report, brought to you by POVHorror.com. Um, so last week, y'all laughed at me when I had my scripted intro because I hate clunking through it every week. Should I do it again or is it getting next? 
You doing great. Do it again. Welcome to the TBR Report, the segment where we take a closer look at the vast world of in-world camera cinema. Each week, uh, found footage filmmaker turned found footage adventurer Thomas Burke checks in from around the globe to share his newly found found footage. And as the leading in-world camera philosopher and proud member of the award-winning Barbados Boys, I ingest the footage and spit out my wisdom. Clark, what did he email us today? This week, I'm recommending a movie from 2015 shot in the Philippines called Salvage. A news team investigating rumors of Aswang killings in a remote barrio are attacked by a group of soldiers, forcing them to run for their lives in the depths of the forest, where more mystery and danger lay in wait. This one is hard to come across, but if you're able to find it, I think you're in for a real treat. By no means is this a boring movie per se, but it is a bit confusing. Either way, I think it's definitely one to go down in the books. So let me know what you think. Trailer, link, movie link, link. <laughs> All the best. Thomas Burke, brought to you by POV Horror. But he did it in a weird serial oh, he killer did it. font. I believe they called it Leet back in the early odds. Gleet? Leet. Oh, Gleet's what you did with your teeth when you spit oh my at your God. teeth? <laughs> I thought that was Gleek. Like oh, it is Gleek. Okay, what producers? What the <laughs> hell? You're gonna let him get away with that? It is Gleek. Here's the thing. What what did he say in that first sentence up there? I believe you mentioned a uh, ethnic type of vampire. So Aswang. Now, when we're talking Aswang, we have to bring in our guest. Go ahead, come on in. All right, that's one of you. Oh, they're both here. All right, now again. Why didn't the first one just <laughs> leave the door open? Because <laughs> they're very rude. So, uh, do you want to go ahead and say say your names? No? Okay, Jack, Ozzy, again, they're God. here. Ass Wang. Filipino. Oh, yeah, the Filipino vampires. They're gonna. They're here to help me out this <laughs> Again, a long time ago, there was a show Jack Osborne did with his family. It was where a great show. The Aussies want to believe, or Osborne's care to believe, or I don't know. Somebody looked that up and put it in post. Um, I like their world tour show. Fun show, because they're weird people. And uh, also... Oh, God, I'm already on a tangent. Did you hear Ozzy blame a haunted doll for his health? Robert? Yeah, he, Robert. He blamed, he blamed Robert? He blamed Robert for his bad health. Oh, I love it. Uh, Ozzy, do you have anything to say about that? Filipino. No, he's not Filipino. Anyway, this movie is Filipino. So Thomas has sent us a film from the Philippines. And I, I texted Tom immediately. I said, I hope you're okay. I hope you're alive. And also, thank you. Now, here in the Bay Area, we have a large and thriving Filipino culture. So when he sent me a film from 2015 called Salvage, I was like, how the fuck have I not heard about this? Um, again, a news team investigates rumors of Aswan killings in a remote barrio. Now, that's an okay like pitch, but I would have went with literally how the movie opens. Um, we open with a guy named Bong. <laughs> so Bong is a news reporter. And he's in some weird little, like, He's doing some political coverage and uh, the person he's covering is not happy and she attacks him on camera. For some reason, Bong gets flack for this and they do a hard cut to a commercial. The commercial is quite entertaining. And instantly I'm like, oh shit, we're doing like a mixed media thing here. Love it. Then we cut to what I can only describe as like jungle death vibe. Like I'm thinking zombie two. I'm thinking uh, dead alive. Like, where you're just in a hot, sweaty jungle island and there's a dead body. And in this form, there's a, uh, a raft coming up on shore. There's like six people. They look like they're professionals. And there's a dead body. Leon? On, on their, yeah. 
there's don't fuck me up here. It's very serious. There's a dead body on the raft. They pick up the dead body. They're walking up the hill. And they say, hold on, hold on. We we didn't frame that properly. Can you put the body back on the raft and do it again? And they all look at him like, oh, are you fucking kidding? And they're like, all right, fine. The body, inc- if that's an actor, incredible job. They were uh, rife with rigor mortis. They looked stiff as a board. Oh, ready, write that down. But they did not look light as a feather. And I, I was kind of like, is that a real fucking dead body? Can you do that in the Philippines? I don't think it was, but... I love the audacity of a of a news crew telling these professionals to load the dead body back up, get back out in the water and do it again so we can film it properly. And I'm like, this is going to be a hard hitting satire of a film. I'm here to report it is not from this moment on. Uh, we take a turn into traditional horror territory where we have a, a pretty lead. We have a, a gay producer named Barbie who honestly is. There's some fantastic acting coming out of Barbie later. There's a lot of like um, homosexual commentary in this movie. Like at one point, the host, or she's not the host. Bong is the celebrity host. We don't get to see enough of Bong. That's one of my first critiques. But uh, the, the cute girl who's on camera a lot, I think she's another producer, starts roasting the cameraman. She's like, I've never seen such a macho cameraman before. And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, you've always got your abs out. He's like, oh, okay. And she's like, what do you do? Like, you just film things and then go to the gym? She's like, is something else happening at the gym? She's like, no wonder Barbie's gaydar is going off. I'm like, dude, what does this guy do to deserve this? This is all, like, right off the bat in the movie. And I hate to say it, that uh, the Bong gets in a lot of trouble for being attacked on camera. I still don't understand it. And they, they're like, you know what? We can't have you doing serious shit anymore. Go investigate these vampire murders. And they're like, okay, fine. So they drive out into the jungle where the first warning of what this movie might be appears, which is a military stop on the road. Now, aesthetically, I don't think this has ever come up on the show, but I hate indie horror where the villain is people wearing camo and they're supposed to be military. Oh, yeah. Because it's kind of like shorthand, like, oh, they're villainous. It's government stuff. Is it the digitized camo? Uh, no, it's traditional. Like, um, I'm a Vietnam. Hard, I'm a hardcore kid shorts kind of camera. Oh boy. And here's the thing. It's just lame. And you know, it's got that, like, like clearly this is not Hollywood, but you know how Hollywood doesn't understand firearms and it, they always, they have professionals always doing, um, very unprofessional gun handling. It's one of those things where you're like, these motherfuckers, it's <laughs> like, do they even get somebody who's ever been enlisted in the military to like coach them a little bit? And it's fine. It's whatever. But again, um, I couldn't help but think the famous words of Danzig is hurry up and get to the vampires. Mom. <laughs> no, not mom. Again, actually, you know what? I, we never watched his vampire movie. If anybody knows how to watch it, let me know. I, didn't, wa- I didn't watch Veronica. Over- oh, you're fucking up. I know. You're really fucking up. I know. Um, so, yeah, the movie, we sp- it kind of falls into this lull where... The military is kind of like a bad guy. They're chasing him. Like Thompson, the email, it's very confusing to follow. Um, there's also this. Uh, now, I actually like this. Whenever there's a radio on, you know, when you're watching a movie that's subtitled, they only subtitle things that are important. So like if a TV's playing and they subtitle it, it's almost like 
ah, that would have been something cool to pay attention to choose to pay attention to or not in yeah. an English like film or in like ah, a native language. CYOA. Well, in this one, they actually kind of corrected that problem by just subtitling everything. Yeah. Which is kind of overwhelming. Yeah. But I, I, I'd rather have that. So I'm like Give bouncing around. Yeah. And I mean, I got ADD. Give me eight different dialogues to read at one time. Anyway, by the. The second act of this movie is a real lull. And Tom, I know in your email, you're like, it's anything but boring. But man, there was a point where I'm like, are you taking Tommy B to task right now? I'm just, uh, we can have a disagreement. Oh. <laughs> Me and Tom, we're brothers in arms. We're out there in the trenches. Well, he's out there in the trenches. I'm, I'm here at home checking in on him. But being you know, Oksana at one point, we're like, okay, this is about to end. And I was trying to plan out, can I write a little bit about it? Should I get ready for the podcast? And we were only 40 minutes in. And Oksana said, no, there's 47 minutes left. And I, I was like, I'm as shocked as you are. Um, thankfully, what my- is a skin rink too? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Everything was working. They're just the problem with tropical death film <laughs> is that there's not a lot of locations. Like yeah. it's just a lot of jungle and it starts to get you, you get jungle fatigue. Uh, well, that's why you have Jesse Ventura with a Gatlin gun. <laughs> exactly. Hey, the way that they treated that jungle has never been uh, replicated or like nobody's even captured the might of the American gun mowing down tropical trees. He killed 2% of the population of the of the jungle. Dude, there's a uh, visual aesthetic that's never been touched again. And uh, what the fuck is Hollywood doing? Anyway, the third act of this movie, it does go somewhere. Um, Again, I don't know how many people are going to seek this film out. Um, It's salvaged from 2015, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the third act. I think what was happening is that there's a military cult abducting people and they're maybe cannibalizing them. Also, um, uh, Papa Nile. Papa? Who did any of you listen to Ghost, the band? Ghost BC as referred to. Ghostface Killers. No, not Ghostface Killers. And Ghost Maine. Uh, what the hell is his name? Can somebody look that up? I think it's Papa Nile. Papa Nile? Not Papa. <laughs> anyway, the, the now dead lead singer of uh, Ghost BC shows up in his full like regalia. It's not actually him, but the dude, it looks like him. He shows up and I'm like, what are we doing? It's like a death cult military operation in the Philippines. And at the very last moment of the movie, after we go to their human trafficking pin where they're like torturing this film crew, which honestly, they had like a lot of like little girls on the outside of the ring watching them. It's very confusing. Yeah. Um, the final moments of this film, we actually get to see an A-S-W-A-N-G. Aswang. Yep, they show up. And uh, Filipino. they're Filipino and it's crawling on the ground. We don't see any bodies tear, though. Now, remember when we had, I think he was, what, the third guest on the show? Yeah, very early on. Very early on. The great. Um, Matthew Obeya. Vampiriah. God, I can never pull that name. He cu- Vampiriah, the epic Aswang, the epic uh, Aswang film. Uh, the CG's vampires, they tear at the stomach and fly around. Well, we get to see one that actually looked pretty good. Can you co-sign me on that? It did, yeah. Okay. CG, but... They did a great job with it. Big wings crawling on the ground, and then it cuts to black. And I'm like, man, why couldn't we get like 80% more vampire and just remove the military? Because honestly, I don't even know what they were doing. Um, fantastic film, though. I don't know where you can watch it. I know in Thomas's sign-off, he said brought to you by POV Horror. 
So maybe it's on there. Um, I it, think he said that because that's how I introduced the segment of the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I mean, th- hey, I know I don't know how many of you actually subscribe to POV Horror, but this seems like it would be on their catalog. Um, it's a little bit of an early aughts vamp or a zombie vibe, but it, dude, honestly, it looks really well. Oh, and I should mention it's the first time I've ever seen in a found footage movie that they do a little, um, we get a little bit of extra exposition while they're doing a white level check where, you know, you hold up something white and you, you fix the color grading. Yes, of course. And I'm like, how have I never seen this in a film before? I've seen it. We do it. Have you? Yeah. Now, if I call you, if I ask no, for an example, okay. no. what film have you seen? It in? I don't remember. I don't okay. keep an inventory. I haven't seen it. Um, we do it every time when we shoot Blu-ray Tuesday. And I'm like, this just felt really authentic to me. And also they made bong hold it, which he didn't like. So he grabbed a little villager kid and he was like, hey, I'll give you a peso if you hold this paper. Uh, spoiler alert. Those, those kids rat them out later on. And I, it's been a, a good decade since I wanted to punch a fucking kid in the face. That one had it come. Hopefully when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> totally not when I was at Seven Eleven a oh. week ago. Um, anyway, I'd, I don't know. I'd recommend this film if you're Filipino or if you're deeply, deeply into uh, Filipino found footage horror. I couldn't even, I think there's one other one that we covered on here. I couldn't pull the name. Did the ass wang look cool? Um, it did look cool. Ass wang. Yes. Um, yeah, no, Oksana Co signed it. And okay. honestly, that's a hard thing to pull off. CG? CG. Okay. But we don't actually get to see it launch from the waist. Oh. Before you close out, does this movie have any like uh, slow cinema influence? Ooh, I don't know. Only yeah. asking because there is a Filipino director named Lav Diaz who is in this movie. And he's like the one that is like famous for making like six hour long Filipino movies that play like can. Who? Um, let me look it up. I got IMDb open right now. L.A.V. Vladi Divac. Love Diaz. I'm. Oh, he's just credited as him. Yeah, I'm guessing he shows up as himself. Maybe I don't know. And John Torres. You know what? Here's the thing. The is movie- Manny Pacquiao in this motherfucker? The movie didn't... So there's another director in here, too. The movie didn't feel poorly made. It felt like there wasn't a lot of money, but it looked beautiful. So, cool. yeah, I don't, there just wasn't enough happening. And the there was a, like, burned-out location. Like, there was a ruin in the middle of the woods. And they're like, is this the mechanic? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are mechanics really hard up in the Philippines? But, like, they just needed more locations. But yeah, you're right. It looks like there's several filmmakers who huh. uh, were acting in this movie. Were there any nods to, um, including but not exclusive to, 4chan, 8chan, 8coon, QAnon? <laughs> Maybe that's the burned out house that they walked by. Oh. Um, also, the actor that played Bong, Joel Siracho. He uh, has been in 92 other features. So so somebody was cashing in some favors here. I really wanted it to be like, it cut a half hour out of this movie and it would work. It would just be cool. But man, that second act is rough. So maybe you're right, Randy. Except, I don't know. It didn't feel like very artsy. Can I ask you, when you guys were watching this, how much hazelnut coffee did you have? (laughs) None. We were high on Kirkland. Maybe you needed a couple more hazelnuts. (laughs) We definitely needed some hazelnuts. 
Randy, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Thank you for throwing no. that in there too. All right. Um, Ozzy. Filipino. All right, Jack. <laughs> All right, good. Glad you guys could be here. Okay. We're not even done. They left. Clark, you want to add anything? Uh, five stars. Five. I would. Oh man. I'm gonna have to give it like a three, three and a half. A three. Three and a half. I'll go three and a half. I'd watch it again. Oxon, would you rate it? Mm. Half a star. You know, I was I was just gonna say that if you're watching it for like an editing perspective, it's interesting, like the stuff they did with it. But I would, I would say editors are watching it from an editing yeah, perspective. So there so you that's go. That's probably why Tom didn't think it was boring. Are you? You're an editor. Okay, well, give us some insight. I mean, I would love <laughs> to know how they did a lot of those things, but I would not probably rewatch this. So maybe two and a half. <laughs> Three. See, I, I, man, I was so excited because I thought you were taking like an editor stance because you do so much of it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm and still, I'm like, I'm still learning it though. He's actually like established as an editor. Well, okay, here's the thing. I do think found footage horror is the, um, is the language of the editor. Like, I do think they trump the director when it comes to making these films. And I was so excited to get some like <laughs> insight on why, and then you got all shy on it. Well, I mean, because. I was just saying that they do a lot of like different looking like camera effects different. And it's not just like static every three seconds or whatever. Yeah. Like, they do have interesting looking glitches and stuff. So that was interesting to see. And like learning that could be really cool. But as a movie, I think it's, it, it's really confusing. I think Randy's onto something though. Uh, so Oksana, you also do all the booking here. Um, well, you're going to need to book some talent from this. Get that a uh, slow cinema director that Randy loves. <laughs> Get him on here and we'll talk about it. And we'll do a six hour podcast with him. Oh, dude. <laughs> don't, don't tease me with a good time. All right. All right. I, I think we're good on that. Uh, three and a half. Let's <laughs> Now, Randy Michaelstad is out there in Atlanta, Georgia. Randy, how was your week? Uh, it's been all right. As I uh, mentioned earlier off the recording, I've been a little bit sick. The last couple of days, I'm like 92% back. I think my voice isn't as like fucked up sounding as it was and I uh, less mucusy. But I've just been uh, sleeping a lot. I slept like 11 hours uh, Friday night and Saturday night each. And, uh, yeah, just trying to drink some water and, uh, you know, hang out, watch some movies. Brother, that's living the dream right there. I know. I'm very jealous. I, I honestly, like, haven't felt terrible. There's, like, maybe a couple hours where I felt, like, pretty pretty shitty. But it, it has been a nice excuse to uh, allow myself to sleep for more than eight hours. That's an excuse that isn't depression. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, hey, you found yourself a nice little pocket there. Hell yeah. And if it took uh, took a little mucus to get you down that path, no complaints here. Well, Randy, what uh, what you got for us this week, babe? Sure, yeah. Before I get into the uh, the, the two that I wrote down in our doc, I just uh, will mention a couple that I watched while I was uh, sick. Uh, I watched the um, unrated version of Megan, which is now on um, yeah. Peacock, m 3 again. Pretty yep. good. Hold on. Not did enough. You- did yeah. you see it in the theater? I did, yeah. What what did they add? Uh basically any part that you would expect there would be more gore, there's more gore. Oh, I got to watch it. Yeah. Is it good gore? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um Yeah. 
I don't know. It probably only adds maybe like a minute or two to the movie. Like it's not a lot. And uh, Ronnie Chang, who plays like the uh, the boss, yeah, um, gets a couple couple more f bombs in there. Ooh. So I think there's like you know eight f words instead of a PG thirteen, which only gets like one. Yeah, um, they milked so, it though. They milked it. Yeah, so it's not incredibly different. I still kind of liked it about the same, but I was uh, I don't know. I was definitely kind of more, a little more into it. Um, the core was, core was pretty good. <laughs> so was she like holding up their guts and like dancing it? Uh, no. The, no? The, I'll say that the, uh, the, the kid with the ear, that one is, is pretty effective. The kid with the ear. Oh, you're of course talking about a young Obama. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene where a kid gets his ear ripped off and it's, uh, it definitely cuts away in the movie. In the original cut. Oh, your delivery on that is what killed me. <laughs> killed him too. <laughs> One ear at a time. One ear at a time. Randy. Besides that, I watched a movie called um, Grip of the Strangler, also known as The Haunted Strangler. It has two titles. It's a uh, Boris Karloff movie from 1958. Oh, fuck Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about your home movies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty good. Uh, you know, whenever I'm uh, sick or something, I kind of just like to throw on sort of like comfort food. And I haven't seen this before, but sort of just like, it just reminds me of like being back home when I was younger, just like throwing on TCM when I'm sick, you know? Okay. So, oh, I was got, man, I was like, you threw food on your TV? What? I was like, comfort food is grip of the strangler? <laughs> you know, just like black and white movies that are kind of like easy watches, like old movies. Um, so I watched that and I Birth watched of a nation. <laughs> yeah. And I watched a movie called the suspect from 1944, um, mm. with Charles Lawton, um, which is pretty good as well. Um, yeah, a lot of, you know, good older stuff on criterion channel that isn't actually released on physical disc, but yeah, that was fun. And then for <laughs> my, uh, my two main, main movies, did anybody talk about piggy or have anyone seen piggy here? No, dude. Oh, we, we dropped the ball on Piggy. Terrell covered Piggy a couple of times, but I thought you watched it. No, I've been meaning to, but I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. It. Well, I'm interested to hear Randy's take. Yeah, I'm surprised that I hadn't seen it yet, and I'm surprised that none of us had seen it or talked about it uh, on the show yet, but it is now on Hulu streaming. I haven't watched it because it hits too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a Spanish movie directed by Carlotta Pereira. No. And it's about a character, uh, her name is Sarah, and she is a, I don't know, probably like in her late teens. Uh, she's overweight, and she is working at her family's, like, butcher shop one day, and these three, like, you know, more attractive uh, teens come in, females come in, and um, they, they're, like, pretend to be nice to her, but she 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 sees on Instagram that one of them, like, posted a picture of her with her parents uh, at the butcher shop and it says three little piggies and it says like fucking fatso uh, or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, sends her down a, uh, down a, down, down a very sad road. And um, <laughs> she <laughs> eventually she like goes to, uh, you could tell just like, she doesn't have like a whole lot. She's kind of a loner, you know, and she, um, she eventually ends up going to like this local, pool um kind of just to like i don't know sort of like get away and just to like go do something and uh i know i always go to the public <laughs> pool for that 
And uh, there's this like kind of creepy looking dude there who's like maybe looking at her while she's swimming. But the uh, the bullies also show back up and are like kind of terrorizing her, bullying her. And they like uh, they like take like a pool cleaner like thing, like a big old like broom looking thing. Uh, it has like a net and they like put it like over her head and they almost like attempt to drown her almost. Um, and then the, I don't know, the order of operations doesn't really matter, but essentially the <laughs> dude, uh, who you're afraid might, um, like kidnap Sarah, our main character, uh, eventually takes the other three girls that were bullying her. Um, and she sees this and she sees that they are like stuck in the back of like this dude's, uh, van and they're like calling her name, like to help. And she doesn't help. And uh, yeah, they they go away. And um, yeah, the rest of the movie is kind of like her kind of like dealing with that decision. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's uh, shot in like a sort of like boxier aspect ratio. It's very like, you know, kind of foreign art housey. It's got some definitely like horror stuff, especially towards the like last third. Um, yeah, I don't know. Overall, I, uh, I dug it. It's, it's very bleak, I will say, but. It's pretty good. Well, Randy, as a uh, person who's been called a fucking fat pig myself, I've walked down a very... I told you I saw it. <laughs> I've walked down a very dark path also. But I got a bone to pick. And it's a ham yeah. bone. And this bitch is supposed to be... Uh, she takes a dark turn because of her fat shaming. Well, I'm going to make a bet right now that Clark would be into her. Now, I have a picture of her up here. But this isn't the picture I want you to see, Clark. If you go on IMDb, you can play along with us right now. Uh, I'm going to flip over and Clark, you tell me thumbs up, thumbs down. And thumbs up or thumbs down. Without hesitation. Yeah. Picture six of eight. Now, here's my beef. She's a pretty girl. She's also yeah. got some confidence because she's rocking a bikini at this public poll. It's filled yeah. out. It's filled out. And here's the thing. If you're a big girl and, you know, you got some roles below. And it's all just kind of meshing together. I'm Limp Biscuit, baby. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> no, here's the thing. She's Hollywood fat. Get out there in the streets. Do she, what I'm she doing. Ain't, she ain't Cleveland fat. <laughs> she's not. All right. She ain't Gulfport, Mississippi fat. She's not calorie counting at Hunter's Point McDonald's fat. That's where I am, okay? I'm counting my fish fillet fucking calories. I'm he's in a fish fly bottle. Over 200. And guess what? That's 1,800 less than I was eating. Well, you take off that top bun, so hey. You know what? Six nuggets, one barbecue. Those Six things nuggets. have 45 fucking calories each, okay? She's not, She's not counting her nugget BBQ. She's a beautiful girl, and you know what? I resent her killing people because of the fat shaming. I'm not killing people. You can deal with it. Technically, she doesn't kill anybody, but she doesn't. Okay, um, spoiler, Randy. God damn it. <laughs> she doesn't uh stop them from being kidnapped by this dude when they uh are are right in front of her essentially um yeah well yeah. because some people view whistleblowers as rats so <laughs> yeah spoiler I'm she sorry. don't want to rat out a killer again uh <laughs> if you know i love it i love randy's like very serious approach to this because i've only heard terrell's prior to this where he's like this bitch just watch him go and he's like bye bitch y'all fucking mean to me <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah i get it i don't know if i'd stop him either 
All right, Apparently, have- him and I also had a very different take on Baby Ruby, which I talked about last week. So. I know. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love the the crossroads here. How many stars for Piggy? Uh, it's like three and a half. I think it, uh, it, it was like out of four at one point. And then if you're, I don't know, a little more into horror than I am, you might really like the ending. But I don't know. I got... It was a little too bleak for me, I guess. I don't know. And Did an ass wang show up? No, no. I'll go ahead no. and spoil it. Her friends are dissected. They're diced up. And she's sitting there crying among the gore, the viscera. She's covered in blood. She's feeling grotesque. And she said, you know what? I need a friend. And she sews them back together. And she lays there next to this assembled, mummified, grotesque husk of a what used to be three humans. And is now a single human with five arms, four legs, two heads. <laughs> And she's holding its hands, and it uh, opens its eyes, and then it cuts to black. And someone throws a cabbage. And then she eats a limb. Because <laughs> 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 they couldn't Close. afford fruit. It's right. Mexico. Is it Mexico? Uh, Spain, I think. Spain, it's bro. All, you know what? It's all Mexico. No, no, no. España. <laughs> They're a sostra. Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Good accent. <laughs> Thank you. The second movie I watched is also a, uh, a Spanish movie. It, it takes place actually kind of, uh, I don't know how far outside of Barcelona, but uh, Barcelona. I, looked, I looked at it on the map and it looks like it's a uh, somewhere off of Barcelona because the title is a, uh, a real place. The movie is called uh, Alcaraz. Well, Randy, uh, Randy, real quick. Are you, how familiar are you with Spanish geography? Not much at all. No one lives in the center of Spain. It's pretty wild. Everyone lives on the outer circles. Like nothing yeah. is in the middle. It's it's quite uh, interesting. Continue with your <laughs> cute little movie. No, that uh, actually kind of plays into the movie. So this uh, the movie uh, directed by Carla Simone um, takes place uh, essentially in this small village in, uh, I guess it's in Catalonia, uh, which is sort of more inland, uh, very... Uh, a lot of, you know, trees and nature and stuff. And uh, essentially the uh, main family in the movie that uh, we follow is like peach farmers. They also do like other vegetables and like other stuff uh, on the farm as well. But um, essentially the grandfather of the land that they uh, use as a farm uh, inherited the land from uh, sort of like a... Uh, more well-off family because he like took care of them uh, during the war. I guess he like hid them from um, people during one of the uh, the wars that happened over there. I didn't, you know, I'm not great with history, but essentially there was like a uh, a handshake deal where they essentially said like, "Hey, we'll give you this land like in exchange for like what you did for us." Um, but now that sort of you know, a couple generations have died off, and there was no paperwork signed. Uh, these people want to sort of like take their land and actually put like solar panels on it for like a solar farm or something, I guess just for energy. Um, so in the beginning of the movie, you're seeing uh, these like three like cute kids from this family, um, like playing in a, like an old like Volkswagen that like doesn't have an engine or anything anymore. They're kind of just like, you know, playing pretend just being kids. And then you see this like crane uh, show up Um just like out of nowhere, um, just, you know, big sort of like construction crane type of thing. 
And uh, yeah, it takes the car away and they essentially get a like piece of paper that says like, uh, you need to like leave this house by like X date or else like we're going to like demolish it. Um, so essentially you're just spending time with his family and kind of just like watch, watching them farm sort of like, see, there's like a lot of people in this movie. Um, and I think there's mostly like uh, non-professional actors or like first time actors. Um, everyone's really, really good in it. Um, the grandfather and like the uh, father um, are kind of like the main people, but yeah, it's kind of like a uh, ensemble cast, but um, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's definitely like very, uh, you know, foreign art housey movie. It is on movie currently, which is where I watched it. And uh, yeah, by, by the time the, the end comes, I definitely, uh, definitely it, it hit for sure. It stuck the landing. I wasn't sure like how it was going to go. And, uh, you know, just from living, you kind of, uh, understand how, uh, people with money, um, will eventually kind of, uh, get their way not to spoil anything, but, um, the way that the movie ended, um, worked really well. All right. How, how did you watch it, Randy? Uh, it is on movie.com. Also, while you were talking, uh, again, I'm sorry. I didn't listen to any of that. Can you go ahead and repeat it in a minute? I was looking up what Clark said uh, early on. It said, nobody lives in the center of Spain. And I found a Reddit titled, no one lives here. Spanish version. Ooh. It's a long thread of people talking about the demographic collapse in Spain and yeah. how there's a bunch of abandoned towns and uh, the just the economic problem that is slowly, it's almost like a black hole expanding from the middle. It's incredible. How did you learn about it? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> what kind of rabbit hole got you there? Brother, sometimes you just go down the journey. All right. Did Tim Dillon do like a Patreon episode no. on it or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, good movie. It's uh, it, it kind of like, they get a little more into sort of like the politics and sort of like uh, the, like sort of like agriculture of the area and how like a lot of the farms are kind of like being bought up by like, two big companies and how like they're not really getting any money for their, their fruit and stuff anymore, or like very little money. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. Wow. They can't afford to grow the fruit. They're going to have to resort to throwing cabbage. Throw them cabbage. <laughs> Got to actually, there are peaches thrown in this movie. Dude. Oh Christ. <laughs> All right. You win. Thank you. Ready? How many stars? Uh, it's through. Did I give it three and a half? I think I gave it. Did I give it three and a half or four? I think it was four. I think I was at like Whoa. a three. I four think I was alarm. at a three and a half until the uh, until the end. The end then hit me for sure. Ooh, a little Barcelona to send you over the top. Peach right in the dong. Peach you dong. know I love my uh, foreign art house movies, dude. That's what uh, people come to the show to listen to me talk about. <laughs> That's why I'm here. That's right. Ready? Anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Ali Abbasi. Akbar. I said, I know you're going to do that. I know you're going to come in here and, and throw me off my flow, dude. I could have went Ali Bapa. Ali Bapa. <laughs> this gentleman has made three feature films. The first feature film was in 2016. Shelley. You guys remember Shelley? Love Shelly. Duvall? 
is about a pregnant lady with maybe or maybe not a demon baby. Oh. You know the poster. You remember the poster from 2016. I'm looking at it right now. Shelley. Yep. Uh, that film was made uh, in the English language. In 2018, he made a movie called Border, which we uh, yeah. big fans on this show talked about this show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that film uh, was done in the Swedish language. Uh, this gentleman has a film out now in 2023 called Holy Spider, and it is in the Persian language. Three feature films, all in different languages. Uh, this guy, and these are all three very different movies. Um, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I couldn't be a bigger fan of this guy. Uh, I know we, we all liked Border. I barely remember Shelley, to be honest with you. And I think I saw it later. I think I saw it after I saw Border. Um, but I'm telling you after Holy Spider, this guy, he's, he's in the club, dude. He's in there. Uh, Holy Spider is incredible. So let's let's talk about it. First of all, Randy cued this into me earlier. Uh, you know he he knows Randy's in the zone. I want everybody to know that Randy is how I stay up to date with things. I I'm very bad with keeping up on things. Randy has it down to a science. He knows and he knows names better than I do, and I know names better than Russell. But Randy's better than me. Randy knows these people frontwards and backwards. So when he told me, he gave me the stamp of approval on Holy Spider. Today I finally pulled it. Randy, how long has this been out? Haven't been out too long. Uh, let's see. I have my letterbox of it pulled up. Uh, I think I saw it sometime in like November or December of last year. Uh, yeah, December fifteenth. It played at the uh, the Plaza Theater. Oh, very nice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, technically, so it was a 2022 release. I see some. Technically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, here's what it is, guys. Uh, this is a serial killer film. Now, this is based on a true story uh, from 2001 to 2002. A uh, gentleman um, in Iran. Uh, killed 16 prostitutes over the time span of that year and uh, you know, claimed it as a, uh, a spiritual mission to, to clean the streets, as it were, of the filth. And uh, also, as it were, um, he got uh, support from the people of uh, living in that holy city um, in Iran and uh, of Mashhad and... Uh, Again, forgive me for my ignorance with you know um, the Muslim world, but uh, I don't really know what a, a holy city means and all that <laughs> stuff. But uh, I know this was one, and they didn't like whores walking around there, so this guy decided to kill sixteen of them. Dude, I was gonna say, uh, being a streetwalker seems like a hard career, no matter where you are. But if you're doing it in Iran, that's got to be probably one of the hardest. Pl- like, how do they even do it? I don't know, man. It's do they portray it at all? Like, is it? Like a girl oh, yeah. in a burka pulling her leg out like well, on the street or so um reading the looking at the trivia here on IMDB, it actually lists that the whole thing started uh because uh someone mistook this gentleman's wife 
as a prostitute. Oh, shit. And uh, then the killings began. So so that's that's the real story of it. Let's talk about the movie side of things. Um, first thing, we'll start with the casting of our, our killer here, uh, whose uh, name, the character's name is Saeed. Um, I'm the, Mehdi is his first name. And, you know, for, for the sake of, of him and his wonderful performance, I'm not going to try to butcher his last name. He, I think it's, it's not your atypical casting point for a serial killer. Uh, this guy looks like a dad. He just looks like a normal dude, handsome guy. Right, Brandy? Nice, nice beard. Yeah. It just looks like a dude. And um, nothing really, you know, um, no red flags would be raised. And I think that's the scary bit. Um, because I think that's why he's able to lure people in on his uh, little motorbike um, when he's whipping around the city. And then uh, he gets these prostitutes on there and then he, he strangles them. Uh, that is how he kills them, um, except for one where he beat uh, her merciless, uh, beat her to death in the face. Uh, that's that scene was tough. Do they show it? I, you know, just high. They showed that scene. Highbrow serial killer yeah. shit. I just, I imagine it's in between somewhere of um, Dahmer and the Golden Glove. Like, so it it is not uh, as gratuitous as the golden glove, the golden glove killer. Um, I was always kind of making that comparison in my head while watching this, just because I think those are two very well, these are two very well executed films. Yeah. Um, portraying a real serial killer situation. Now, um, if you were to peruse letterbox.com and, uh, go down the highway, that is this movie. Um, if you're on letterboxd, you're very quickly, you can take the exit ramp over to Bad Take City. Because, uh, man, people just did, misunderstood this movie, I think. Um, and comparing it to, they, they were saying that this movie did not know what it wanted to be. I vehemently disagree. This movie knew exactly what it wanted to be, and it did a very good representation of that. Um, because it represents the Muslim world uh, on both sides. And um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, you know, they're showing it the way it is. And I, I'm i not going to tell you what happens in this third act. Politics, man, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Shit's going to leak through some way or another. And shit is slimy all over the world. It doesn't matter where you are. Being being shitty is, it, being shitty in the government is is not proprietary to any country uh, whatsoever. Um, and it's just... Uh, and also the very ending was is harrowing, um, but also I think it was just a perfect button uh, to put on the movie. Um, Rita, what did you think of the ending? Uh, I mean, did you like I? Your my stomach just kind of like went just it hit the pit. I honestly don't remember the oh, very my. ending. The kid, his son. Uh, is talking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's a uh, it's a bummer of an ending for sure, but it it adds up with you know what you've seen beforehand. It's perfect. Uh, it's 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 very very. So, 
people were trying to is like you know they were like this movie doesn't know what it wants to be because it's lost up um in the traditional narrative but yet also following the pov of the killer again you know and they were like you know it's 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 not zodiac it's not memories of murder i'm like congratulations you've named two classic films in the last 20 years portraying you know serial killers this belongs in that conversation they're different movies because i think uh, let's take those two movies for example let's take zodiac what was the second one i named memories, memories of, of murder. murder yeah those two are profoundly of their own country of their own era of their own culture that's what this movie is as well that's where the that's where the special sauce is that's where everything that's where the good stuff lays you know, Zodiac is very of its time. Fincher did a very good job, you know, ele- uh, raising the elements of that time frame of the seventies and made it what it is. That's why Zodiac, dude, I watched Zodiac probably once a year for the last like four years. It it it, it oddly happens that way. It's also a three hours long. Doesn't need to be. This is a nice solid two hours. It's it's fantastic. It's also, man, the ending. To hit you in your dick. <laughs> I mean, just throws a cabbage right at it. So I hate to say it, I'm going to need you to repeat everything again. As uh, what were you looking at? I was looking at Letterbox trying to corroborate your story here. And the thing is, I think there's the culture of Letterbox is a very serious. I watch films. This is part of my identity. And when I put my opinion out there, it needs to be the right opinion. And everybody's just hung up on misogyny. And I'm like, dude, clearly there is so much more going on here. And you can talk about countries built out of like a religious ideology, because whether you like it or not, America is very rooted in Christianity. Oh, yeah. So a lot of our morals kind of reflect that. I mean, there, there are so many conversations you could have, yet everybody's kind of caught in the moment. And there's like the, the treatment of misogyny here. Everybody uses that word. And it's like, dude, what about the way it's shot? Treatment of a serial killer? It's got no. Yeah, it's like... For, I only care about the movie shit. Because here's one thing that I haven't heard um, you touch on is the treatment of a serial killer in America is they kind of become pop culture icons. And then there's this whole economy of like, hey, they're drawing paintings. They were painting in jail and I bought one. I don't know if Holy Spider really paints that light of like. It it 100% does. Oh, it does. And it, it, yeah. it, 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 it mirrors of what I was talking about at the very ending. Okay. That. It, See, that's it interesting. Plays, no, I, exactly. Yeah, because it, that felt to me like a, a uniquely American thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that when you have these things, and that's that's why that's why people need to watch more foreign language <laughs> movies because things that you think are profoundly American, yeah, they're, they're fucking not. not. Yeah, this shit happens all over right? the place because it feels like. Also, you think that would be a, a product of like a just a decadent Western culture where it's like, oh we really herald our villains because we're just so fucked up. And it's like, dude, Randy, should I tell him what happens? No, don't tell me. Cause I'd actually like to watch it. I thought border was fantastic. I never watched the pregnancy one, but, um, I, I should rewatch shell. It's, um, it's pretty slow. That's what I, Hey, slow cinema. I just watched the Filipino movie that had eight directors (laughs) in it that made uh, one movie that is eight hours long. So, this is, uh, it, well, and I should also say that the whole thing is centered around um, a journalist 
reporting on the story. And um, so she comes in from somewhere near, I forget exactly, but she does, she doesn't live in Iran, Iran. Yeah. No, she's actually from the uninhabitable part of Spain. Oh, <laughs> it's also, uh, you know, Iran has very strict standards about art and what you can make. So he, uh, I think they filmed this in Jordan they actually. Did. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe he is from Iran, but does not live there anymore. So he got away with making this, uh, from, yeah, going outside of, uh, yeah, Iran. Uh, and I'll tell you, um, if you see the movie, you would see why they wouldn't be able to make this well, anymore. Yeah. So here's the thing, dude, he didn't pull any punches, man. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, he's the one who, he's the only one that he's one of the very few people that could tell this story. And just think, so you're a the filmmaker who you live in a country where you can't make the film you want. So you, you make it happen somewhere else and you keep true to it. You don't compromise. And then it comes to one of the biggest markets, America, and everyone's like, hey, your shit's misogynist. <laughs> I don't, it's so fucking... Like, I don't like the way that you portray it. It's like, dude. It's so dumb. It's got, yeah. Well, it's, it's like, hey, I hate to tell you, but the real world is kind of ugly. And uh, don't hate me for uh, showing you. This, uh, this is a great film. This is a great film. Yeah, you sold me on it. And unlike... Uh, or I should say the the dark path that many a talented foreign director goes is that I see on IMDb that he's done a couple episodes of The Last of Us. So you know what happened that had yeah. not aired yet. <laughs> yeah, but it's episode just episode eight and nine, I think. Yeah, dude, isn't that the trajectory? It's like, hey, look at this great talent. They're doing some cool shit. Let's they give just, him some money. Yeah, let's let's bring him over here and make him do some homogenized, boring yeah, art. It's like, hey, we got everything. You just basically <laughs> say start and stop. Hey, all that interesting risk-taking, all this beautiful art you've uh, been unveiling, it's fantastic. Now get rid of all of it. Come make a Hollywood show. Yep, yep that's that's the, show, the sad tale. Yeah, here's, for Hey, good for him. Make some money. Here's $50,000. Your hard-hitting art house uh, horror films just, you know, they make Twitter a little angry. <laughs> so come make a video game show. <laughs> I don't, but I, I, I felt like uh, I didn't really see a whole lot of... Uh, fanfare this going around yeah but i mean it's got that like a24 vibe going where it's a little bit too much like it's not it's not quite a24 it's it's utopia that's you know i know i bring it up a lot but the beauty of the this is not a24 no i'm saying a24 is easy to get into it's art house with training wheels and you can put it in a big screen and people go watch it yeah the foreign language this is tougher this is a small screen at an alamo movie Yeah. Or maybe a big screen for one day. This is a great movie. Yeah, you sold me. I love it. Um, it actually made me think of a uh, found footage film that one day I promise you I will get into off called uh, Autohead. Do you remember when of we course. talked about that before? I do. Yeah, a rickshaw driver in uh, Mumbai. That's an interesting movie. Interesting. It was on Netflix for a minute. Yeah. For a hot minute it was on there and it was like, whoa, that's when Netflix still had cool shit. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to like cut you off. No, no, no. I mean, you know, hey, look, I'm fine being cut off by an Indian serial killer. <laughs> That's a rare thing. All right. Well, is it time to to bring it home? All right. I have well, a. I'm hungry. I have a tale to tell. Oh God. I need to set the scene. Oksana, hit the lights. <laughs> we leave mood lighting in this room. Um, on Thursday, it's been a minute. We haven't been going to the theater. 
Uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff over here. A lot of cool things we can share with you. That's just not true at all. We've just been doing the regular shit. It's just been a lot. Um, and I was, I was helping a friend move. And on Thursday, I was looking at the clock and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make this movie. And the movie I'm talking about is Cocaine Bear, which came out. I know you all heard about it. No, everybody's excited about it. Uh, I actually didn't hear about it. Okay, yeah. Because my uh, homies ain't my homies no more. So Okay, here we go. I was out in San Francisco <laughs> on a stormy night. It was much like uh, Randy's, um, what, what did you call them? Strangler films that make you feel better when you're sick. <laughs> Lightning. Comfort food movies. <laughs> there you go. It's comfort food. I felt like I was going to be strangled in a hotel out on Broadway. It was, uh, what are you, Ted Nugent? It was about... <laughs> It was um, 6.45 when I last remembered looking at my phone. Lightning was striking. Rain was pouring. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to make this movie. (laughs) I had a 45-minute drive to get there. And I was like, I hope. I hope we have 40 minutes of trailers. (laughs) Long day. I was very tired. Jump in the car. I'm wet. I don't give a fuck. I had uh, called in an emergency um, text (laughs) for Oksana. I said, please make sure you bring me an edible. I'm really looking forward to watching the American pie of animal horror films. <laughs> and I just want to let my eyes roll in the back of my head, forget all my troubles. And, and watch- I didn't invite my friend Clark to. I just, yes, I knew you were going to crumble. There's no way you would have wanted to go. Oksana got a ride. What are you talking about? Why would I not go to Cocaine Bear? Would you get in the car with her parents and get dropped off? Would- no, I would have gone there on my own. Okay, so you would have let her. <laughs> I didn't know y'all were going. Oh, come on. We, just go- saying. we go all the time. I'm, I'm sorry, saying. Clark. But here, let's let's uh, rewind. Let's hit rewind on the VCR right now. Be like, um, hey, Clark, <laughs> we're going to go see a movie this week. Uh, Cocaine Bear. I know. I know, dude. It looks stupid. You want to go? No, fuck you. I, exactly. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, you know, I should have put it out there so you could re- you could slam the door in my face. Exactly. I will not rob you of that. Don't rob me of rejection. Um. So I get out there. It's raining. I'm rushing. And I ride. You're rushing. She's rushing. She's rushing. Why we go together? Peas in a pod. And um, it's seven thirty. Start time was seven thirty. She's uh, she's outside with her digital ticket ready. She's like, "Where are you? I, I you know I don't know if I can like get you in if you're not with me." And I said, "I'm in the alley. I'm running because <laughs> at the theater there's an alley behind the theater that I love to take." What lives y'all live? I know. So I'm running down the alley. It's raining. I'm dodging serial killers. <laughs> Cabbages are being thrown at every angle. <laughs> Randy's sick, so he's got his cameraman out there <laughs> filming murders. And uh, I come around. I'm like, I'm here. We're in. And I'm like, you know what? What are we running for? Fuck it. I'm going to get my small kettle corn because I'm counting calories. <laughs> she's like, do you want to get a icy? I'm like, come on. Do you know how much sugar is in a fucking icy? So we got a water. All the sugar. And let me just give a shout out to Dasani, a.k.a. Coke, where they dump the fucking salt in that water. <laughs> God, they do. Yeah. It's a way, the flavor, I get it. That's what I drink. I traded in the sugar for the salt. It's, I'm just going to die. Sugar for the salt. We make it into the theater. I'm very tired. I'm, I'm begging this fucking edible to hit me. I'm like, please. So I'm chasing it with <laughs> how many millis you take. I don't know. I think it was like 10, but there was some CBD in there. Also, again, Clark is rolling his eyes at me. I could see it through the I sunglasses. He's like 10. Multiply that by 10 and maybe I'll feel it. No, 20. He is hardlining THC. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> he, has, he has so many track marks. He started injecting in between his toes. 
It's a, there's an intervention coming your way. What? uh, That was a girl who walks home at night. What? Injecting in her toes? Yeah. The old man. I was thinking of that movie. Black metal veins. That's the documentary. It's a bunch, but uh, no, the Anna Lily Ammon poor. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They did have that. Yeah. Also, Um, did I get her name correctly? Randy. Also, I think that's the only movie of hers I've seen. Uh, didn't you watch the other one with no, the Momoa? I, I want to see. No, I didn't see the Momoa. The no Momoa. <laughs> no Momos. You said no to Momo. I didn't see Bad Batch. I didn't see uh, Mona Lisa. No Momoa Lisa. Randy, you liked Mona Lisa. Yeah, Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon. Yeah, it was yeah. good. And her short on the uh, Cabinet of Curiosities was good too. Oh, th- that was uh, I, yeah with uh, with what's her name? I didn't finish that. Talk about a show! You never, I you never didn't... even started. We started it one time, and Oksana fell asleep during the intro. And it's we never great. went. Back. It's a great show, and we had Kevin McTurk on here. Who? I, okay, stay tuned. I'll, I'll watch it eventually. All right. So I'm in the theater. I'm uh, chasing my ten milligrams with a small uh, size kettle corn. And a classic combination. Classic combination. I'll tell you, I was begging for it to hit. And I, so again, I got there. I think we were in the seat at like 735. And uh, lo and behold, we had 40 minutes of trailers. And the thing is, when you watch a, a, apparently a comedy horror. Again, let me just say this. Cocaine Bear, IMDb, comedy thriller. Those, those are the tags here. Mm -hmm. So we're watching all horror trailers. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Because here's the thing. I don't watch them. I'm looking down, I'm closing my eyes, I'm on my phone, and Trail's like, oh, look, Scream 6, oh, they're ruining it. And I'm like, I know, that's why I'm not watching it. Then they showed Evil Dead, then they show, what else? There's like, there a million fucking horror trailers. Strays. Strays. <laughs> I want to watch that one, too. I don't know what that is. A comedy movie with uh, dogs, pets are I talking. told you about it. That's what it was. Dude, I want to watch Strays. <laughs> anyway, we get into Cocaine Bear. Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Cocaine Bear. Um, IMDb says an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens coverage on a Georgia converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Sounds like fun, right? Yeah. Sounds like fucking fun. Yeah. That you would invite your friend Clark to. So we open up, (laughs) we have an eighties anthem, a hard rock song. We have a dude who's looking. What's the song? Tracks. I have no idea. I thought I knew at the time. I went, oh, yeah. And then I really quickly realized. You don't no know idea. an 80s song, Dave? I think. Well, here's the kind. Randy, of, who was it? I have no idea either. <laughs> dude, it was good. It was a. It was a Sister beat. Christian. No, it wasn't. Shut the fuck up. I I <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a hard rock anthem. Okay. You would have liked it, but it was a little bit not anthem. I love Rocky Road. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. So we're on a plane. There's a dude, I, I think he had a, a track suit on. He had slick back hair. He's throwing duffel bags of Coke out, out of the plane. Sounds cool as hell. And it's very funny looking. I'm like, oh, this is, this is going to be a good time. Um, well, I hate to break it to you. Oh, no. But even though IMDb says comedy thriller is how you describe and tag cocaine bear. Well, you hate the thriller. This is a fucking horror comedy. Oh. And I came in here for farts. I wanted dick jokes. I wanted dumb shit. I just wanted to laugh. And you got scared. And my edible started hitting. And I'm oh. like, wait a minute. This music. This isn't comedy music. Where's Benny Hill? I'm like, what's happening? And I wanted Benny Hill. I wanted Benny be, be, be. <laughs> But I wasn't getting that. I was getting interesting horror tones. <laughs> I was talking about Randy's, Randy's new podcast. Interesting horror tones. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you, there was a moment where my heart started beating quicker. And I'm like, no, no, what's happening here? 
we open up there's a foreign couple uh they're enjoying the the great nature that only america can hold and they see a black bear it's acting a little weird though they're like uh maybe we should get out of here you don't mess with black bears dude and here's here let me let me paint the picture for you they're looking through the camera the bear is being cute with the tree they pull it down. The bear is standing up looking at them. And they're like, maybe we should go. They put the camera back up. The bear's closer. And I'm I'm sitting here in my seat going, what's happening? Like, are we gonna do a bait and switch? Like it's a horror opening, and then No, the whole fucking movie. It's like a reworked Friday the 13th. Like, imagine if a slasher spent the first act of the movie getting you used to the characters, all the characters in the backstories. We spend a lot of time here. So much time that Terrell sitting next to me said, when are we going to get the fucking bear? <laughs> he was he was getting over it. But I'm like, dude, they're doing this character building that I'm not comfortable with. Because I, at a certain point, started caring about these two kids who were playing hooky from school. Mm. And I'm like, this isn't good. Because I thought this movie was just going to kill children. I thought we were, on the scale of Sharknado to Roar, where would you think this movie would land? Well, it's an interesting subject because the director... Is Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. And she is a billable Hollywood star. Mm-hmm. And she's in... So... Wh- question. Was she on screen at all? I don't think so. No. No. So... This young lady... She's a, she's a company broad. All right? So... It's Studio City. So we're going to do shit by the book. We're going, you know, pack it up, bring your lunch. <laughs> so on a scale of Sharknado to Roar, where do we land? We li- we land on the most corporate side of things. We, we yeah, don't, I, I, I don't think we're in that territory at all. Okay. I think that's a completely different scale. Yeah. Well, I'm talking animal uh, r- run amok movies and Roar being This like- is more of uh, Operation Dumbo Drop. See, I didn't think that, Or Kangaroo Jack. Now, I did watch the trailers, and the trailers made it look like a knee-slapping comedy, but it was kind of self-aware, like Sharknado. Yeah. And this is why I put the scale out there, because Roar being, like, weird Hollywood avant-garde, like, you're fucking glued to your seat because you think you're about to watch somebody die on camera. And then Sharknado, which is like, oh, they're all high at Sci-Fi Channel, and they've just let Roger Corman do whatever the fuck he wanted. But they were honest about it. I thought we were getting Sharknado. I think that they came up with like, oh, Cocaine Bear. That's a crazy title. It let's is. Let's try to yep. figure out. Let's try to fill in as much fucking bullshit as we can. Exactly. Okay, that's fair. And I would have been happy. Instead, we get fucking Pig Hunt. Now, Pig Hunt, we've talked about it on here. We uh, we interviewed the director. And, you know, they showed it at the Balboa. Is that the one with um, Les Claypool did the yes. uh, soundtrack? Yeah. And that's that's why. And the thing about Pig Hunt is it's a horror movie. It's not scared of being a horror movie. It's very genre forward. But it's also interesting. Like Les Claypool did the like ambient horror score. So there's a lot there. That's what fucking Cocaine Bear is. And I was angry. I'm like, I didn't want this. And the reason I was angry, you know, I was very tired. Like I mentioned, this movie has jump scares packed in it. And they were effective. So I was sitting there and I'm like, you know, this, this dance I'm doing with the edible and my small bag of kettle corn. What I thought would be like a fun, I'm going to turn my brain off. I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting scared. 
I swear <laughs> to God, I was getting scared. And I'm like, dude, this is not what I wanted. And I was actually getting kind of mad. And I will say, there is a ray of sunshine in this lightning-filled light. And her name is Margot Martindale. She plays Ranger Liz. And she is the only one who is delivering what I came for. She's funny throughout the film. She, uh, do you know her, Clark? Margot Martindale is one of the most famous people of all time. She yeah, was character Esker, actress Esker Margot the, Martindale yeah, from Bojack, yeah, Bojack Horseman. Horseman. And dude, she was so good in it. She brings it. She, there's. <laughs> Why are you just now getting on the Margot? Martindale no, because side? she was <laughs> she was my buoy in the ocean. I'm drowning here, and I'm like, I just want to cling onto her. You know, she's a ranger. She's up there. Uh, there's a lot of commentary on like, why does a ranger have a gun? And she's just rolling with it. She's great on camera. Yes. She's also got a crush on this like nature, this very um, Zach Galifianakis looking nature dude who's like, oh, my friends are the animals. And she's she, uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Clark yeah, probably knows who that is. Oh, from uh, the biggest show on the planet. I don't know. Him. Yeah. That's where I am. I don't know him, but I, I know Roar and Pig Hunt. That's what you get in this show. Uh, Modern Family. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Nothing for me. Anyway, he shows up and he's not bad, but his character is like, he's also the type of character I thought was he's gonna, also gay. <laughs> I thought was going to populate this movie and she wants to bone him. So while they're, they're talking, I'd watch that. He's like, Hey, you should get a cleaner. You got a real dusty beaver here. And she's like, yeah, I'm working on it. Oh, like this is the kind of, di- this is what I wanted. And instead, there's a CG bear, which should be Sharknado all day, right? Because they know they didn't even have like prosthetics. There's nothing. It's a CG fucking bear. But for some reason, he was scaring the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Randy, am I crazy? I felt like this movie was more suspenseful than it was funny. Uh, I felt like in the scale of comedy to horror, it's definitely leans more comedy to me. But I will say that the bear was definitely, although CG, rendered pretty well that it like looks decent and like the uh the horror aspects like you could tell it looks a little like cg or phony at times but a lot of the uh violence in it was was pretty effective that's what i'm saying the bear looked phony but the violence didn't and here's the other thing it's friday the 13th but you know these characters and you're kind of rooting for them so let me let me go ahead and say this randy he's an outlier he's our weird foreign correspondent on the other side of the country that's why we made him move because he never sees eye to eye with me and clark and unlike randy the theater did we had a packed theater we also had seven walkouts two people sitting next to uh who who's there with us chris and david the bfg dudes they were there with us and sitting next to them were two older men one of them said hey man they were polite. I couldn't hear them. This was relayed to me. We were playing a little game of telephone. He said, hey, man, if the movie's going to be like this the whole time, I think I'm just going to go. And the other guy said, yeah, I'll go with you. And what, I said, what they think it was? Probably a fucking comedy. This wasn't a fucking comedy. Okay, let me. So two kids run away. Very adorable. You know, you, I never root. You never root for the children in a horror movie. You know who one of them is, right? No, I have no idea. Uh, Brooklyn Prince from the Florida Project. Oh, what? What? Hey, they yeah. were great. And he, here's they were my really pro- good. Here's my problem. I came to this movie because I thought it's it's clear the audience we're on Team Bear. He's on Coke. That's what we need in America right now. Somebody who doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's just high and killing people. Love that. But 
it's no, we don't get the killer POV at all in this movie. And the kids, they get out there and uh, they're going. So here's the kind of backstory that I'm burdened with when I'm talking about cocaine bear. The mom, she's single. The dad's going through a thing. And she promised her daughter that they would go out and paint the waterfall. I don't know what the fuck that means. Don't but they're going to go out. Waterfall. <laughs> Dude, how did I not think of that? Um, they were going to go paint the waterfall. But mommy's got a new boyfriend and they're going to do something different in Nashville. Oh, involving a video camera and some Vaseline. Dude, I really felt like Brendan Schaub with, <laughs> with uh, uh, Theo Vaughn leaving me for Nashville. Baba. Baba, say bye. And we were grief struck. So what did her perfect little girl do? She said, fuck this. I'm skipping school. I'm dragging my friend in and we're going to go out to the woods and we're going to paint that goddamn waterfall. And paint the town red while we're at it. Well, they go out there. And what do they find? Not a waterfall, but cocaine. But it looks like something's tore into the bag. Oh, no. So they're like, oh, weird. I wonder what happened. And we know there's a scary bear in this comedy movie. You should get out of there because for some reason I'm rooting for you two. So what happens? Well, the little boy trying to impress this girl that he's clearly crushing on. It's quite cute, actually. He's like, I've done cocaine. And she's like, no, you haven't. He's like, yeah, I did. And she's like, okay, do some more. He's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. And she's like, how do I do it? Give me your knife. And he's like, oh, uh, okay. And she cuts open the thing of cocaine. He's like, okay, well, you got to get like a teaspoon and eat it. So she shoves the knife into this brick of cocaine and eats the knife full of cocaine. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is what we're doing in the movie. We're watching like two fucking 12 year olds put teaspoons of cocaine in their mouth like uh, they're getting high now yeah. this is a part of the movie love it and then a bear shows up and now i'm sitting here i came into this movie waiting for these kids to die yet now they've got me i'm locked in with them they're high i'm having moral dilemma with them and i don't want them to die and i'm like this is exactly what i didn't want elizabeth banks <laughs> i i did not want an actual pretty interesting horror comedy i wanted Why? a stupid comedy horror i didn't even want the horror cut the horror i just wanted sharknado but it's a high bear yeah so i well what you got was a well-crafted yeah so I'm like what the and i mean it the music i don't know who did the music but it was fucking interesting i'm so sorry are you saying elizabeth banks is the new voice of horror i know i don't know she's the new queen of bait and switch or something because this audience it was packed and I'm and they were mad too. <laughs> They're like, dude, I came here for American Pie, and I got pig hunt. They don't even know what pig hunt is. So it's weird. I have the most begrudging um, enjoyment for this movie. It's not what I wanted, but I I think I liked it. Was it fun? No, it was scary. Randy, did you have fun? Sort of. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it. We should also mention that this is uh, the last Ray Liotta film too. Oh yeah, R.I.P. Also, he's maybe the worst in the movie. Yeah, he's not great. There's uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s in it. He's really good and really fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Overall, like to me, like I, I said, I've, I felt like it was more of a kind of goofy, silly comedy that had like some effective horror moments. To be, I, I don't know if it's just like knowing that it was Elizabeth Banks and having just like being cynical about it, but it, it felt like a SNL like movie type of thing. All right. Randy, how about this? 
you watched Megan Unrated. Which Hell movie yeah. was gorier, Cocaine Bear or Megan Unrated? Cocaine Bear. Easily. People are getting eviscerated by this fucking bear. The one thing I didn't like, which is a light spoiler. Again, we're at the end of the episode. If you made it this far, you're a glutton for punishment anyway. They do a little bit of a Jurassic Park thing where at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, the bear and its children. It felt very T-Rex and the Raptors to me. That was the one thing. I did. Again, I was 10 milligrams down the edible lane. <laughs> and that really stuck out to me. It bothered me. Also, Ray Liotta was not great. I'm glad you mentioned him because I completely forgot he was in the movie. He was, hey, man. He's, he's, he's doing a cool guy he's, villain. He's tired. He's doing a cool guy villain. He looked, Yeah, while he's f- full of tumors. He looked great. He looked the part. Not on the inside. You should look at the scans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing was his performance. I just wasn't buying it. I'm like, the guy feels riddled with cancer. <laughs> that's, his, uh, that's my critique of his performance. Yeah, I don't know. So, you know what? I liked it. Clark, I think you wouldn't have. I think you wouldn't have been in. Again, I wanted House Party and I got fucking Pig Hunt. <laughs> I don't know. I'll never say it. Yeah, you don't need to. Five stars. Also, not, not a uh, not a cheap to make uh, comedy horror either. It's 30 mil, apparently. 30 or 35. Oh. Millimeter or million? <laughs> Both. They shot it on film. No, Hell they didn't. Yeah. Also, you know, I, I guess because it was based on a true story, if you're wondering yeah. what the true story was, I have it pulled up here because this is the kind of work we do here. The film is loosely inspired by events surrounding a 175-pound American black bear that died after ingesting a duffel bag full of cocaine in December 1985. That's what it's based on. Did they play the song White Lines? <laughs> In the credits, and it made me cringe. There, thank you for that. When I think of white lines in cinema, the history of uh, Grandmaster Flash in cinema, I think yep. of Shaun of the Dead. Yep. Again, horror comedy, so maybe they were trying to warn me. But that's a very comedy horror, horror film. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Not Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Don't go see Cocaine Bear. I'm going to be... How many stars? Three and a half. Yeah, you took the three words out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, three and a half. I watch it again. I might own it. Give me a good slipcover. I'll get it. Mm, Still book. Um, if we had a um lenticular or a like raised slipcover, I'd be totally in. No slipcover. I'm not buying it. Let me tell you something. We've got we've got a month left in the in this fiscal quarter. (laughs) I'm going to say by the end of next fiscal quarter, we're going to have a cocaine bear uh, poster in this room. (laughs) We'll have a standee in here. That's right. All right. Um, also, is this the same CG bear that appeared that uh, tried to kill Leonardo DiCaprio? Or do they use a different, different Every CG Every time a CGI animal shows up, I always think of that fucking movie. No, what was the shit CG bear that we were uh, roasting? Um, ter- oh, it's not Predator. Rev- uh, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> is it better than the Predator bear? Is that bear better than Revenant? Yes. No, worse. That bear was awful. Oh, right. Well, the king of CG bears, we should have an ongoing list. The uh, the undisputed king of CG bears is in, uh, what the hell was that movie called? Predator? Prey. Prey. Thank Prey. you. Hey. He's in Prey. Hey, stinks. Then Revenant. Then Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear's okay? Yeah, like, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. So when it's eviscerating people, it, you could feel it. Ah, man. That was what a weird headspace I was in. The movie, I'm, I'm Did not it make joking. Money? 
I'm not joking. It scared me. There not are moments. Yet. There's a moment where the bear is outside. Oksana's give me a look. What? Is you're this a turn off for you? You're complaining that a horror movie scared you. Do you know how many jaded people look for that? All right. And don't get it ever because they're so jaded and hate everything. You're a true misogynist. <laughs> I feel you coming down on me. I disagree with you a thousand percent. Okay. What did you movie. think? What did you think of the movie? Well, so I do think there was like kind of a disconnect because all the people I thought were funny. The bear <laughs> was the horror. Like the bear was not. I mean, even it had some funny moments. You're right. No, the people were in a comedy movie. The bear was not. And uh, it's a tragedy when the two combine. Oh. <laughs> oh, it took you 20 minutes to get there. But that, was, that was a good submission. <laughs> All right. Uh, Randy, what do you write, uh, Cocaine Bear? I think I went three. I didn't oh. love it. And he was laughing. Still though, I I would I would have said a two and a half for you. So I, I'll take a three. I wanted to laugh, and I'll tell you the way that they dispatch my favorite ranger character is fucking mean. Oh, they she, kill Margot Martindale. She gets it brutal. That's, she gets brutalized. Damn. Which I would have been, dude. If I was coming in for a hard hitting horror movie, I would have been pretty uh pretty tickled here. Yeah. Instead, I was like horrified when she died. They ripped my. It was mean, too. Y'all are unsensitive. (laughs) Is that a word? Insensitive. All right. Well, we'll take it up with Elizabeth Banks, who will be on next week to discuss Cocaine Bear Part 2. Already approved. Already signed off. No, we got Nick Raw fucker. That's right. All right. Anything else uh, before we cut it loose? Oh, bros. We were like hour 40 or something this week. Hour 45-ish. Is that good? That's pretty good. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. We're getting down there. I do like the one, like TBR, one fun film, and then one later on. I think I'm going to try and stick to that. Uh, Randy, anything to leave our listeners with this week? Uh, no, not that I uh, know of. I think this uh, hour 45 just knocked out the rest of my sickness, though. I'm feeling pretty good and not stuffy, so. Oh, well, so what are you going to do? You want to go out there, you know, to get a nice walk in? I know this. I see the sun is setting. Yeah, no, it's like pretty much dark already. And I think I have a, a phobia of the dark. So whenever the sun sets, I'd never leave my house. Ooh, if I leave the dark. My, what the if fuck? I leave my house before the sun sets, I can go do a thing, like go to a show or something. But I have to force myself outside of the house before the sun sets. He's scared of the dark. You're scared of gummies and bears. <laughs> Gummy bears? Man. Don't put that on me. Gummies and bears. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, Oksana, tell our people goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> you wanted more from me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of The Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. 
I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye.